Welcome to People Helping People, a podcast to inspire greater social change in the world and give you ideas on how to take action. I'm your host, Adam Morris, and today we're talking about two of my favorite things, conversations and coffee. That's right, we're sitting down with none other than Tim Rush, who founded Third Way Cafe with the goal to bring people together from all walks of life to discuss all the different areas of social challenges. So without further ado, Tim, welcome on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Adam. Cool. Uh, can we start off? Can you just tell us a little bit about Third Way? <laughs> yes, I can. So Third Way Cafe was started about two and a half years ago on the west side of Columbus. We wanted to create a space where people from all walks of life and backgrounds and circumstances can come together and discuss the common good, discuss something greater, and pursue community, pursue good together while drinking great coffee. What's it been like over the last couple of years? It has been fun. Definitely a journey. We went through some learning curves there for a while. But overall, the the neighborhood's been so supportive, and we've put on probably over 100 events, different social enterprise events, different nonprofit events, music events, poetry events. Every day, we've been thriving to have quality conversations with every single one of our customers, and it's been good. Obviously, the last, I don't know, I guess year, has it been all of 2020 when the pandemic's been going on? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. <laughs> <laughs> that obviously changed some things. It was just another another challenge. But I think our community in the city of Columbus and a lot of our friends here on the west side have really uh, stepped up to the plate and helped us grow and have supported us in many different ways. And luckily, we've still been able to have some important conversations and throw some smaller meetings and still provide space at a safe distance for many of our followers. So it's been fun. It's been a journey, but I wouldn't change a thing. I want to dive into this a little bit more. One thing that's really special about Third Way Cafe is the way that you make everyone feel like a regular who walks through the the doors. And you mentioned that as part of your purpose is to really have a safe space for conversations. So can you expand on that a bit? Yes. Yeah. At the very top of the, of the list for myself is just the experience of coming in as a human being and being able to order a good cup of coffee and talk to someone who's not just your barista, but also your friend, I think is huge in a lot of different aspects of life. But just the simple fact that it kind of motivates people, I think, to go out and conquer the day. I think... Mm. Something for us is we, we really want people leaving encouraged. We don't want people leaving. We talk about talking about social issues and all these different problems, and we love those discussions. We encourage them, but I think the goal is to not leave discouraged by any means, but encouraged and motivated to lead our families and friends and coworkers in a positive manner. And we take pride in that. We take pride in talking to people and understanding people, listening to people, it's something we, we love to do, and we love the response that we get when people are happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so 
can you tell me maybe some of the events that have taken place to help stimulate those conversations and, and create that space? So one of my favorite, favorite events is with an organization uh, called Think, Make, Live Youth. That's headed up by a uh, fellow by the name of Terry Green. And this event is a poetry night and proceeds from this night go to support his organization, which provides support for young teens going through hardships in life in areas where otherwise they wouldn't have got that support. So I, I, I love this event for a number of reasons, but just the fact that really people from all different backgrounds and all different colors can come together and speak the written word, poetry, and it's just the event itself ignites conversation around the obvious problem of lower income areas and teens in these areas. So events like that and events like we threw in an event for a company called Ant Flow, that was in our early stages. But it, the whole event was just talking about the issue of really just making women feel embarrassed for something that's completely natural. <laughs> mm. I love events like that because it can be definitely a, a bit uncomfortable for a guy to attend. When you got four guys on a panel trying to demonstrate to a room full of people how to put a tampon in, <laughs> it obviously ignites this conversation. Why is this embarrassing? Why do we make people feel bad about this? It's something that's completely natural. And it's, uh, again, it causes for conversation. So events like that, events, uh, music events. My favorite events are definitely the ones that revolve around social enterprises, such as Ant Flow, Think Make Live, Clean Turn, all those great people. Yeah, I mean, I love this example of Unflow because I think with so many of our social issues, one of the greatest barriers to solving them is the discomfort of talking about it. So something about human trafficking, it's not an easy conversation to bring up at a party or even that conversation around prostitution of, hey, this is a problem and this is what's on the other side of that. Oh, They're yeah, not easy yeah, conversations to have. I think that's... That's why we want to address it in in careful ways, but I, it's not an it's not an easy conversation to have. No social issue is, and really, not a lot of people have the correct answers. But when a community of people can come together and talk about it, discuss it, and learn more about something, that's never ever going to hurt. That was one of my takeaways from Black Lives Matter this year. Is really how do you breach those conversations and have those conversations yes. so that, you know, I can work on my own points where I'm ignorant and missing out on yeah. what I might be doing, which is really difficult to face, especially yes. when yeah. it's, you don't know what, what somebody else is experiencing. Right. And if you don't know what somebody else is experiencing, it's hard for you to put yourself in that person's shoes yes. and then break down that conversation for something that will make progress. Exactly. And I, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, there's things in my life where you have to think about what you can do better and your circumstances, where you came from, the opportunities that were literally placed at your feet that weren't placed for so many other people. And I, I think it, it, it's definitely important to have those conversations with people who had completely different experiences than you did, which again, goes back to listening and talking to customers. Cause we have such a diverse group of customers that come in here asking questions like that. It's funny because we're com at least I'm comfortable with most of them to ask questions like that and ask what are their experiences? How can we learn from this? What can we do 
I, I think it's a great thing because it's a conversation that obviously clearly needs to be had. Tim, I don't know if you know this. You have a, a reputation in town for being one of the most easiest people to talk to. Somebody, <laughs> do where, I? Somebody, you do. I, 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 in advance of this, I, I was talking to a couple of people that I was talking to Tim Rush and they were like, oh, wow, I love this guy. I can go in and talk to the guy for five minutes and an hour goes by. <laughs> That's the dangerous thing about me. <laughs> No, but it's a, a real testament to the atmosphere that you're building at, at Third Way Cafe, where people feel comfortable coming in and they feel like they're part of that. Thank you. Yeah, that's it always puts a smile on my face to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so now just looking at Third Way Cafe, I, I remember it from you know the, the beginning when you first opened the doors and you had your Atari set up in one of the little nooks and crannies. And I'll, I'll never stop mentioning that Atari because I loved it. We're going to have to bring that Atari back for you. I, I think so. Let me know when that's back <laughs> I, in. I think we'll have to bring that back for you. I think I can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But now you've under, undergone some renovations this year. What's the yeah. shop looking like today in 2020? The shop is looking great. <laughs> it's cleared out. There's more open space too. We don't know how long the pandemic's going to last. Prior, we had all those bookshelves and all that good stuff. So, so we moved a lot of that out and created a bit more space, brought in new tables, brought in new chairs, did some cool copper work. I think you saw some of the cool copper work that Hilltop Supply Co. did. Yeah, They, they did a really cool job. And then Nicole actually painted the logo on our wall, which was amazing. So it's looking fresh. It's looking pretty good. And we have more room for people, which I think is important. We have enough room where people can actually be in here and stay a safe distance from each other, which is huge, right? Because that's what we're here for. That's what we're trying to do is bring people together. So as our space expands, we're able to bring in a larger amount of people to have better discussions and keep a good distance from each other. Very cool. Now yeah. you've got some very big things coming up too. Yeah. What is on the horizon? <laughs> Ooh, what is on the horizon? So we have... In about a month, about mid-November, around there, we will be opening up our uh, second location in partnership with All People Art Gallery on the south side of Columbus. We are super stoked about that. Their whole team over there is doing unbelievably great work, and they invited us on their journey on the south side, and we're, we're excited to bring our coffee and some of our team members and space to the south side and start creating a uh, space for them. <laughs> Very cool. And where is this new location? How can people find that? It is on Parsons and Reeb. And the address will be released in about a week when we officially announce on social media the new location. When you were talking to me about this location earlier, you mentioned that there's a, a retirement home nearby. Uh, yeah, it's actually in an assistant living complex. So there will be many retired people there, which is, is great because a lot of these people really don't, they don't get out of that area a ton, so they don't have a ton of places to go. So we can provide space and friends for them to talk to, for them to talk about things that they wouldn't otherwise be able to talk to for them to be listened to, to feel wanted, and to get caffeinated. So we're super stoked about that. I Personally, I'm super stoked for some of those upcoming conversations. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> no, super excited about that. 
I love that. So with all these things that are, are coming up, what's the grand vision for Third Way Cafe? The most important thing for us is that in each place that we open, we provide a safe space uh, for people, a place where the culture is to pursue something greater than coffee, to pursue something greater than ourselves, and to do that as a community, to create places all around Columbus where we can come together, um, have fun community events, drink great coffee, pursue social challenges, and figure out ways in which we can address them and even come up with solutions for some smaller things. And I think for us, the, the most that's the most important thing, right? If we're creating places that are that the culture is to pursue good, is to pursue community, pursue truth, I think I think that our vision is pretty much accomplished at that point. Is there a, a particular social issue that you're super passionate about? There is. Over the past years, I've put in a lot of work and have had a lot of time to help out in really just criminal justice reform and mass incarceration over the, so two years ago, I guess now, I worked with coffee crafters and basically my job was to go into prisons and train men and women in the art of barista so that when they come out, they could hopefully land a job in a coffee shop somewhere or at least have job experience and training so that they could come out and get a job and hopefully never go back to prison again. Uh, So something that's very personal to me is definitely mass incarceration uh, and the recidivism rate. And that's something that we're very serious about here at Third Way. Um, We're very vocally a fair chance employer. We don't discriminate against anybody. And something that we've done since the start, really, and that we do now is just ensure that we're uh, offering opportunity for growth for anybody, regardless of your background. That's something that I think, if I were to choose one social issue that I would say would be my passion, it would be mass incarceration and the simple fact that the recidivism rates in the U.S. are terrible. Yeah, And it's really just not right. We want people to be working and back in their communities and being a positive influence on their families and having positive influences on their life. But again, it takes a community. It it might take a small coffee shop with a small change, but at least we're doing something. This always bugs me because it's like, if you look at that recidivism rate, it's if like the overall average is like 75% of people will return to prison within five years. And yes, I think if it's like, if somebody's under 23 and they're in prison for less than five years or three years, that number is like 83%. If you have a 17% success rate on your reform program, that is pretty horrible. (laughs) You're doing something wrong. (laughs) You're not giving people the help that they need in order to basically... You're not. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're not. It's not. It's it's very much. Uh, you're released. Here you go. Here's your phone that you've never seen before because you were in prison for 15 years and we didn't have the stuff when you went in. Have fun getting a job and trying to buy a car with the credit that you have. It's very much just here you go. You're on your own. Have fun. It's no. There's no really support system. At least no healthy support system. At Third Way, we we think about these things, right? We think about how can we address things from a third perspective? And part of that is how can we address employment? How can we address how we employ 
where we employ, who we employ, and what happens after. We obviously want to see growth and we want to see transformation. And the goal is that you use this as a stepping stone to get your dream job or whatever it is that you want to do. What have you learned from going into the prisons? The first time I went to a prison would have been two years ago now. I was shocked. I, I went in and uh, there, it was, it's, it's just, you can just feel the hopelessness there. It, at least in my experience, I, I, I walked around and I, I just wanted to pull some guys aside and be like, look, it, it'll be all right. Here's what you can do. Like this is, you still have a chance and you can get out of here. It, it's just, it's such this overall attitude that these men and these women, these people are the bottom of the barrel of society. It's hard to, you know, tell someone who's in prison that they're not worthless and that they do serve a purpose. One of the first things I learned was that many of the men that I talked to very much did want to see change in their lives and did want to pursue something greater and were eager to learn and were eager to be a positive impact in their communities when they got out. And actually, it's it's funny that you mentioned this because one of the first guys I met in prison came in the third way last week. Uh, he was released about three months ago and I trained him at Coffee Crafters and we we had three or four hour long conversations at times. <laughs> he came in with his girlfriend last week and he was working full time. He just got his license. His girlfriend just bought a car and it's, it's possible. And that I love that. I, I love that he was able to use Coffee Crafters as a platform. So when he got out, he had at least somewhat of a running start. Um, inspiring. Sorry, I, this is something that I, I'm having like flashbacks now of when I was in prison training these guys. I think everyone at some point in their life should maybe visit a prison and talk to some of these guys because some of these guys are just brilliant people who have an unreal amount of potential. Mm. Um, you, you, you would be shocked at some of the unbelievable ideas that I've heard. And honestly, a lot of what went right inside of our coffee shop in prison was ideas from the guys. It wasn't from me. It was their suggestions that ended up doing great. But yeah, it's eye-opening because you tend to have, and this this isn't a slam on people, people in general, you tend to have this view of people who've been to prison. And I think that's part of being uncomfortable. Back to our previous conversation, you have to feel uncomfortable. There has to be some sort of tension, right? Some sort of uncomfortable uh, feelings to get to the root of the problem and hopefully come out of it stronger, come out of it better and more understanding. That makes a lot of sense. As an employer, what's something that an employer uh, can do to start to, you know, look at hiring people with a record in an effective way? Number one, reaching out to people who have already done it, reaching out to people who have already done it. Like I've gotten in insane amount of advice from my dad, John Rush, who obviously runs Clean Turn Enterprises and has had a lot of experience with that and a lot of success. And so asking people for advice, asking people who've been there, done that, asking them the first steps, what to do. But it can be hard. There's obviously some barriers that you have to cross. But I think like the great thing about being in the city of Columbus is there are plenty of people here who are doing good work who you can ask for advice on how to go about that. Um, another person that I get advice uh, from 
quite often would be Honest Jobs Co. Harley over there. So honestly, if you were an employer and you were looking for people, go through Honest Jobs Co. They literally have people on there that you can reach out to that have um, likely been in uh, tougher situations. If you wanted to get to have a little bit of a soft start and get a little bit more information on their background, um, that's always a good place to start with Honest Jobs Co. And again, I would encourage employers to visit prisons. Yeah. <laughs> um, visit prisons, because how can you understand something if you've never actually experienced it? You know what I mean? Yeah, and have that conversation, which I, I think is a great point of this podcast is like, yeah, some of these things are difficult, but okay, so what? Just start having a conversation about it. And if it's uncomfortable, dive into that and let that be. Yeah, why is it uncomfortable? I live for that, man. And I know you do too, because you always come out of it. You always come out of it better. You just do. Whether you realize it or not, or whether you feel it or not, you always come out of those situations with something learned. If you're willing to dive in, to those difficult situations. And so I think it's important, even as people who have no intention of hiring uh, people at all, even if you're not an employer, I think it's important to understand what people are going through. What sort of life situations got people in prison anyways? What kind of environment were they in? Uh, what kind of family life did they have? It's There's so many different factors that play into this stuff. And I think as long as people are willing to learn and willing to experience at least a little bit of uncomfortable situations, then I, I think think people would be off to a good start. I love it. So how do people find out about Third Way Cafe? How do people find out about Third Way Cafe? You can go to our website, thirdwaycafe.org. There's a lot of information on there about us, how we got started. You can order online. Our address is on there. If you want the real fancy posts with the cool-looking pictures, you can go to Instagram or Facebook, if you want to find out about any potential events. The, the events obviously have gotten a bit lighter because uh, of COVID, but if you want to see any potential events, you can go to Facebook at Third Way Cafe, or you can honestly email me at tim at thirdwaycafe.org. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for joining me today. I've wanted to have you on the podcast for a while, and it's been really fun just diving into what Third Way Cafe is about and yeah, We're talking about issues around incarceration, which I think is yes, uh, really powerful to talk about. No, thank thank you for having me, man. I'm honored uh, to be on Adam's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. You're a great guy. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. And once again, you can find them at thirdwaycafe.org. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you're able to check out their coffee shop and have a great conversation of your own with Tim Rush. His enthusiasm and passion for creating this space for inspiring conversations is what good coffee is about in my book. Also, keep your eye out for their new shop on the south side of Columbus. For more details, check out the show notes on peoplehelpingpeople.world. Until next time, cheers! Cheers!